Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. And welcome back. Hello, my friends. I am Mac. I'm Mike. I'm Dean. And we have a special guest here today on A Real Creature Feature. Meet our friend, Doug. Now, Doug, who are you? We're not going to get, don't get philosophical with Doug. He's not ready for this. (laughs) We go 20 some odd years back, all of us. Uh, We all attended high school together and, uh, you know, kind of heard your podcast and was like, hey, I want to be a part of an episode. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Okay. Yeah, uh, today we are going to be talking about the Fae. Now, when I say the Fae, Doug, what's the first thing that you think of? Or who are the Fae to you? Uh, to me, when you say the Fae, I almost want to think of some emo band from like 2006 called The Fray. Fair. <laughs> okay. But uh, considering I know what the topic is actually about, I think fairies, uh, pixies, sprites, all of those, you know, little guys. Yeah, Doug's the one that uh, picked that one. So he's like, okay, <laughs> we're going to go for hardball. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to okay. throw you a curveball. Okay, Michael. Now, what are the fae to you? I've been listening to a lot of D&D playthroughs recently, and they do have the fae in D&D. It's, it's an extra-dimensional realm, and the creatures that come out of it aren't just fairies they can also have satyrs or fawns and just a bunch of just mythical creatures that somehow don't fit in from the other realms basically um so i know right now critical role uh my 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 favorite ashley johnson is now playing a character named fern who's a satyr and a a kleptomaniac and i love her (laughs) i love fern so much but yeah, the the Fae to me is the extra dimensional beings from from the Fae realm. Okay, Dean, what are the Fae? The Fae are a multitude of different creatures. Um, but the modern version of the Fae that I like because it's sort of naturalistic. The where naturalism during the 1900s where rich folk who had free time would go out and draw pictures of natural animals and plants and fauna and everything. So Tony Dietrelitzi and Holly Black's um, Chronicles. Oh my, of Riddick? No, that's not it. That's that's an adult movie. That's not a kid's <laughs> That's an adult movie. What is it? This? It's not that's that kind of an adult movie. But... Yeah, I did. I didn't mean double, triple X. <laughs> I know it's the Vin Diesel movies, which I do yeah, like. Yeah. Di- yeah, that's it. The Vin Diesel movie where I think I, I, he... think I downloaded that on Kazaa. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, what I think of fairies are gigantic uh, 
hammerhead shark pterodactyls that only can be seen if you got special dark eyes. That's Ooh. it. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, so, Riddick, so, okay. So you okay. were talking about like, Chronicles yeah, of Riddick. Yeah, I was talking about Riddick. Yeah. God, what else would I be talking about? Hey, Little did you know, Tony DiTrelizzi and Holly Black wrote that as a book series for children. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Spiderwick Chronicles, that's it. Okay, so it's Spiderwick Chronicles. Because he had, uh, in the house, there was a fae. He was a brownie. That's the first time I learned about non-edible brownies. Um, where he's a fairy creature, but if you upset the fairy creature, then, and they're strictly house creatures. So if you treat them well, leave milk and honey out for them to eat, then, um then good things happen in your household. But if you piss them off, then they transform, and then they're more of a, like a poltergeist-type character where they make your every living day in your house a pain in the ass. So, And then there's other fairy creatures, but that was the one that... Uh, that was the one that was... In the first book, that really was interesting. And the fact that, you know, if you look at history, what one culture calls a troll, another culture would call a gnome. Uh, and goblins mm -hmm. are one of those things where you have a goblin in this country is different than a goblin from another country. So just the fact that fake and are so numerous under the category. For me, it's like, which one did you want to talk about? There are so many of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go into this. So, basically, the, the unifying thing for a lot of Fae, the only unifying thing for Fae is that they come from the land of fairy. Like, that's one of the names. There's also Elf Aim, which is, like, Scottish. Elfheim. Alfheim. It's A with a little thing above it. And that's from Norse mythology. And there's also Tyr the Nog, which I'm pretty sure is the Welsh one. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, but the most interesting thing I always find is that there, almost every culture across the planet has this idea of like a little folk or uh, an, another. That's like another way of just saying it. Like another people that are hidden. Because uh, yeah. I'm like in uh, Nor Norway, there's the Hundle folk, which are like basically like elf, another way of like for elves. And there's the Manny Tau, M-A-N-I-T-O-U, which is mm -hmm. in a lot of Native American traditions. And I always find it so fascinating that whenever there's a, like a, this concept that's like across the planet, like could there be something like that that could have existed or something else like that? And it's, you know, really interesting. And the cool thing about like uh, like Celtic mythology and folklore is a lot of these uh, beings, like the so Fey, aren't all like little pixies and everything else. There yeah. are uh, there's the the she uh, and this and and actually uh, the term Sith came from uh, I think it was Celt uh, Gaelic folklore because okay. uh, in uh, depending on when these stories come place, there's a thing called the Seely and the Unseely courts, which are like yeah. where we go with like the the good and bad or light and dark or the winter D &D. or summer yeah. yeah 
yeah, that's where uh, D&D stuff comes from. <laughs> and it was just like giant grandiose ideas where there's the a fairy queen or the fairy queens or and then there's just mixes of different uh gods and goddesses who in one story no they're not gods or goddesses they're actually just fairies it's so f- awesome and uh so but the the problem with that is unlike all of our other stories that we're talking about most a lot of these things have it that they come from somewhere else so they're not coming from earth and so mm-hmm. it's like how do you talk about something that did, wouldn't have evolved on our planet if it's not from our planet and so this one's going to be a, a very interesting <laughs> different topic because uh i'm going to approach this in two different ways first way i'm going to talk I, i'm going to break it down in uh basically talk about the multiverse theory <laughs> told you we should have talked about squatches this is going to be that's going to be way easier <laughs> oh yeah yeah it would be uh and then i'd destroy all your hopes and dreams for that one this one, oddly enough there is a possibility of this actually existing because you know in the in the rules of the multiverse if you go out further enough far enough farther enough there is a possibility of something like this happening and it's just like okay that actually does hurt your head after a while I'm sorry, uh, I thought this was a biology podcast. Oh, yeah. Not a physics podcast. I'm out. <laughs> Wash my hands of the whole thing. <laughs> so, like, so I'm going to establish it via, like, Marvel concepts because it's it's easier for you to, for people to grasp when they have something to associate to. to. Yeah. yeah. So when I, when I say multiverse, uh, there are multiple ways, like, you can think about it. So in, like, Marvel terminology, multiverse is, like, it's one universe that's like very similar very different that's like next to it like and it's just you have infinite amount of uh but there's also a concept of like realms and everything else so for example uh asgard valhalla all the nine realms are part of one universe but they're not on like the same plane of existence like that's the only way to kind of explain it or if you were to to describe that in a uh in a stranger things way what's the upside down to you yeah, so the upside down, that one actually, uh, in context of um, Marvel, it always reminds me of the negative zone. Mm. Uh, because in the negative zone, and uh, that one's actually more complicated because I'm like, I can't tell if that's a realm or if that is another universe because both the ultimate universe and the the base 616 universe yeah. have uh a negative zone so i'm like but is that the same negative zone and they right they really properly stack I, I would describe it as a, another realm personally yeah. because uh recent because recently uh in the marvel comics they started dealing with this thing called the other world which actually in marvel is basically the fairy realms but mm-hmm. there's only one other realm all other multiverses are connected to that to the other realm, other world mm-hmm. so it's like that's one of those big concepts that are like wait that out of context that you're uh, or another example is uh the phoenix for like um uh gene gray and x-men the feet there is only one phoenix in all of marvel because the phoenix is a collection of all the life energy of every living thing in the multiverse oh and then uh, there is also the concept of the omniverse which uh so the omniverse is just like a something bigger so the omniverse includes us the dc universe uh, the Marvel universe, like any other universe that you can think of, that's that's the omniverse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you've thoroughly hurt my brain, <laughs> sorry, it's, my fault. Yeah. 
It's okay. I, I forgive you. My brain. You no, know, be... you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that he was gonna go back <laughs> and do a, you know, the topics here, and he's gonna go all the way back here, and and you know, go from that angle. I, I didn't. He, he, I think he made it broader than when I initially inquired of. You, uh, you severely underestimate his power. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it though, because that's why I was like, I wonder where this topic would go in in this very broad context. Because you guys spent like yeah. three episodes on, you know, essentially dragons, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the and thing we is- didn't even do all the dragons because we did wyverns. We didn't talk about the Asian dragons. Yep. The and their farting thing. power that makes them fly. Yep. Um, it's that one thing of why so many of our episodes usually end up sometimes only being one is there's usually a unifying factor mm. in these things. So there is, yeah. there's this concept of whatever it is, there's a unifying factor for the faith. Mm-hmm. There isn't that unifying factor. That's true. The unifying factor is that they're from fairy. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing. Like yeah, you said, yeah. the only thing that there is. So like, you know, we talk about vampires, no matter which myth you're looking at, they all tend to have at least some commonality. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even when we talk about mermaids, which so far I think is my favorites of our discussions, it's interesting enough because we can follow a long enough timeline and there would be commonalities. Although although with the Fae, it's, it is interesting, as we kind of discussed, that it doesn't, it goes across so many cultures that it it almost feels like maybe there is some reality to it, like do they exist kind of thing, when so many cultures reference versions of what are that topic you know of what are the fae because that's one of the interesting things is uh so one of the unif like would be a unifying idea is also their aversion to cold iron because that's a normal thing in a lot of these stories is that they don't like cold iron Mm -hmm. but there are some uh creatures that are would generally fall under fae that can use cold iron so it's like okay that's not really exceptions to the rule but I think if you were to go off of the cold iron thing, if you were to look at various different readings that you could find on fairies and, you know, every from different cultures and everything, they usually, there's some connection to nature uh, yeah. and l- less connection to man-made things, which yeah. cold iron would be, really. Yeah. It's... Except for the brownies. Yeah. Brownies like Fucking being in brownies. houses. Yeah, they do. Uh, brownies, because uh, that's the best. Like another one of the like uh, worldwide things. Uh, brownies in are basically a concept also in uh, Slavic uh, traditions, which would be the Dolovoy, which is a house spirit. Which uh, there's two different Dolovoys, or not two different Dolovoys, but two, uh, like there's the man and the woman. Um, uh, I think it was Kikimaru. I want to say. Uh, at, it, so in the beginning of the Witcher show. You oh. see him killing this giant spider thing. Um, the the word that they actually used is another uh, thing that it's like a lady, an old lady with chicken. Yep, that's what that is, and it's a uh, very akin to uh, a domovoy, which is like this old man house spirit. Like whenever they showed the depictions, it's it's one of those things that like he likes to sleep in the stove. <laughs> but like you were saying, like um, if you if you treat him well, he will take care of your house. But if you treat him badly, well, now you have, like, generations of bad luck. Oh, you're thinking of the Kikimora. Sorry. Kikimora. Kikimaru is a different demon. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 But I got the first part right. Yeah. 
No, I was like, I was looking it up. I'm like, that's not quite right, but I can't find the correct answer. Oh, now somebody needs to make a, a Kiki Maro and um, a Kiki version, yeah. make a version of that for Kiki's delivery service. Oh, oh <laughs> or no. a rom-com. Oh, no. Rom-com of a Kiki Maro. You know, some you of don't piss her off. Otherwise, she'll just she'll deliver misfortune. I mean the Kikimaru the Kikimaru is a male Japanese demon, so yeah. I mean it mm -hmm. could work. Yeah. Dean, get on that. And then uh for like um outside spirits, a lot of them they're called uh polavoy. And yeah, they're little guys and more nature. But as I'm reading about brownies, uh yeah, to me there is a connection to other fairies and fae that you can read about and that a lot of them have things to do with okay, so brownies kind of seem like they're more like like house chores and mm -hmm. um you know they're like the maids that work behind <laughs> they're, they're like the they're you know, the downstairs of the downstairs they're yeah Quint they're consuela you know um they're um, uh the uh the dude who made the shoes the dude who made the shoes the the elves yeah yeah the cobbler and the elves yeah it, they're the the elves are actually the brownies because they so now see there they're they're most commonly called elves, but technically, like you just pointed out, they're brownies. So mm -hmm. it's like, like I was saying, it's like the distinguishing factors that you call one creature in one country is entirely different in another country. So if yeah, if you were to think of like a Venn diagram, I think in characteristics and what they mean to culture is that. Uh, it has a lot to do with like treating each other's each other good, uh, having good intentions, having a warm heart. Uh, if you don't, then those same creatures, whatever they are and whatever culture, tend to turn against you and bring in you know malicious things into your life. And you know they can you know they can offer that kind of thing. It seems like there's a a running theme that whichever culture, whichever. Um, you know, subgenre of a fae that you're talking about all has something to do with, you know, being good to others and not being good to others. It falls uh, a lot like with the, when we talked about the Wendigo. It's not really there as a real creature. It's a metaphor for greed. Yeah. And so, yeah. The, so almost in this case, then like for the brownies and any sort of those fae, it's that idea of kindness begets kindness, whereas mm -hmm. hatred will be rules of hospitality. Hatred. Yes, which which would make sense because uh, a lot of the folklore of it dates back, you know, pre before Christianity, I guess, took over everything. So if you were to go all the way back to uh, like mythology and Greek mythology and things like that, isn't there a connection that the Fae are somewhat of a descendant of Greek gods? And what's uh, that for for uh, Celtic mythology? They're uh, a lot of times the descendant or parts of Tuthididanon uh, folklore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dedanon were one of the so how it works in like myth mythology in Ireland because it's like they they didn't have anything written down until like after Ogham's script and stuff like that. It's there were like waves of like the only way I can describe it is like there was waves of immigrants and immigrants uh pushing out the old. So there mm -hmm. was an old culture that got pushed out by the Fomorians, and the Fomorians I'm pretty sure got pushed out by the Tooth of Dedanon, and the Tooth of Dedanon were uh pushed up by i'm pretty sure the celts i don't i can't remember off the top of my head but it like they have stories like that and it just kept gave having waves and it was like well oh, that's 
very interesting. I would think that your gods would be very pissed if, off at you if you're the descendants of the people that kicked them off the island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, or it, for the tooth of Dedanen, it was uh, they they lost and they uh, had a, an agreement with the people, and they're like, "Yeah, you can live anywhere under the hill." So that's where a lot of the stories of like the little folk under the hill come from. That idea. So it would be one of those things where uh, I can't really say it would be following like our basic rules of evolution because once again, it would still uh, fall fall under this. It's from a different universe. So because of that, all, the actual physical laws could be different. And that's the coolest thing about the multiverse is it kind of explains so many different things. And but then it can still have like, well, it can be same, but different, like a uh, certain of the laws are just slightly tweaked so things can work out differently and a great uh biological equivalent that i can i always think of when i think about Faye is um bees bees and their knees do i do the opening script to uh, the bee movie no, no. <laughs> sure I, I, can, I can go get it and do it we could no. always collectively <laughs> sing okay. about eric the half a bee i could also just say ants okay or termites or uh wasp there's okay. a lot of hive species but the thing is what do um what do bees have what bees. do ants have they have a colony they have a colony and they have a hierarchy there you go oh. they have a hierarchy they have a queen and uh so whenever i think about like all those other like little types of phase like brownies and hobs and all these other things i'm like well it sounds like they're kind of bred for a certain job mm -hmm. you know like they're worker yeah and like all this other stuff, I'm like, that'd be really insane. Like, just think about the concept of you take uh, like a hive species and then you allow them to be the dominant species. And then they evolve that way for millions of years or billions of years or however long that particular universe is. And then it's like, well, what happens if you add in magic or, you know, an idea of super advanced technology that just looks like magic to us? Once you have, once you think that they could potentially genetically engineer a cast system, worker drones that are like, hey, you're going to be, you're cleaning, you're making shoes, you're cooking. Nah. You're knocking in the caves. Yeah. Yeah. You're digging up dirt and g gold for us. You're going to scare those miners. Yeah. And the <laughs> minor miners. So, so who is the one that would assign the... The magical, mystical, you know, the queen. I would assume the queen. Yeah. Who, who's who's the queen? Like in uh, uh, there's well, there's like uh, in mythology. A lot of times there's well, um, Briette. I think was in Celtic mythology. Uh, but there's also Queen Mab, who's popped popped up in like uh, Arthurian legends. There's Titania that was in uh, Midsummer's Night Dream. Mike's favorite play. Yes. And Oberon. See, yeah, mid Midsummer to me like came to mind constantly as I'm like even reading about fairies and, and you yeah. think about the the mischievous you know that fucking puck, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just so damn mischievous, you know, and having such a fun little time screwing around with these, you know, with the lovers. Well he, he is impish. Yeah, yeah, he's an imp. He's an imp, yeah. 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 Uh or there's uh cause there's uh, Puka, I think, like, is one yeah. of those things, like, there's so many different, like, somewhat similar between, like, uh, be just for Great Britain and Ireland, all the cross and everything, and an island of man of, like, 
very similar things and they sound very, very similar and they have like uh, a word that's very similar for it. And I'm what like, are you this doing, this? Harvey? <laughs> the, uh, oh my God. The, uh, but he always makes me think of, um, now that we're talking about them, the uh, Terry Pratchett's Discworld. They yeah. have some fairies, but my favorite version of the characters are the Knack McFeagal, who are tiny Scottish, tiny Scottish blue men. Ooh, which, and, yeah, blue tattooed also. Yeah. yeah, which I'm pretty sure that was a big thing in uh, Gaelic, mm-hmm. like old Gaelic tradition. But, but that's perfect, Mike, because yeah. they also have a um. They have um, a hierarchy system. Queen. They have one queen. And so and so that queen gives birth to everyone else in the clan. Yep. They give birth to all they choose their husband. And so what happens is when the Fiegel have a daughter, that daughter reaches maturity and then has to leave the hill that they live in to go to another clan. Where and they she's will accompanied play. by some of her brothers, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so Which then she goes to the new yeah, she goes to the new clan. And then becomes their queen to replace either a dead or dying queen. Yeah, which is very similar to bees. Yeah. Uh, I was looking up stuff uh, to make a new bee. You have they are fed royal <laughs> jelly. Yep, and they eat royal jelly for, throughout their life, and they have like different uh, chemicals in there that the other bees don't use. But then when they are go off to make like a new colony or something, that's when they have uh, their hot girl summer with all the uh, male bees. And then that's how they started a new colony. Huh. Yeah, because uh, uh, I can't. I can't always. I always get those because like I think it was an ants. They are called drones, the males. Hmm. But I can't remember. Well, I mean the. But like in the bee system, though, ants don't just have a singular function of like. There's drones. There's warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, though, a lot of those positions are filled by what's needed for the colony. Uh, there are certain uh, species of ants that will have more, even more of a system. Because I'm like, there was ones where, oh, was it uh, the leafcutter ants? I don't know if the leafcutter ants also do this other thing. But what they do is they cut the leaves and they make a nice little pile and they're cultivating a fungus. Yes. They're not eating the leaves, they're cultivating a fungus th- that they eat. Or then there's also ones that have, like, use aphids basically as uh, cattle. leaf cutters they the part of the reason why they cut up the leaves is because they track it back to their homes where yeah they have farms of mold yep and um and an interesting curveball to throw in there with ants is different ant species they actually have multiple they can have multiple queens and they all work together as one hive, mm-hmm. or I mean, one one colony mm-hmm. of ants. So some some of them don't even just have one queen. So that helps them keep on going. So that if a queen dies, the colony doesn't all just die. They have multiple queens. Well, yeah, and uh, and the cool and once again, it's the cool thing about where we can have it that the rules are different. So the reason why uh, bugs aren't b- uh, as big as they used to be, there actually have been giant insects that were... Six foot long uh, dragonflies at one point. And centipedes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. 
it but the main reason why we can't have that now is because uh, they never evolved a closed circulatory system oh and there's other reasons but that's one of the main reasons so so they also so they have a very inefficient uh circulatory system but it works fine for them because early on it was like oh we have all this extra oxygen who cares if we're being wasteful so they would just pump out rather than ours that's it's a closed circulatory system it's uh just like basically an open hose at the end of all their uh veins and arteries so the the oxygen rich blood is just spewed out onto their tissues and then they just reabsorb it and uh goes back and just cycles around everything else which is still like i said an inefficient way of doing that so when the oxygen levels started decreasing because there were more animals way to go climate change yeah yeah there's climate change and there's more animals breathing in that all that oxygen because before there was mammals or ant well, yeah, definitely there's mammals. Before there was animals, there was only plants covering all the surface of the planet. True. And yeah, so like it was, what was it? I think it was like a 20%. It was like, if you think about it, it doesn't sound like that much of an increase, but it, the difference was, yeah, in a small percentage. It was basically oxygen. Futurama after the. Uh mutated pine trees exploded everywhere yeah so yeah. if you so if you lit a cigarette back then the whole world would explode well not so much because there was still <laughs> lightning yeah but it's funnier to think that it would happen yes yes the whoosh. but yeah and so then the oxygen levels decreased and then they're like well they weren't using conscious but like these animals couldn't get all that much bigger because their bodies could not function then they uh the gas was getting uh, trickled through. Like, they just couldn't work. So that's the main thing. Like, our fae would have to either be in an environment that was just super high in, in oxygen, or they actually just developed a so, slow, eh, closed circulatory, if so, I can speak. Yeah. Yeah. There's also... So do they have keratin oh, they carapaces? Could. I would think that would be really cool if they did. Uh, what was I... Uh, this was a fever dream from years ago, uh, like a literal fever dream. Uh, I had an idea of um, like basically mixing a cent centipede with a horse. Oh. But uh, I was going to ask this since we since we're talking about the idea of the circulatory system on a like, does the size of the animal? Most yes. insects are relatively small compared. To, would they would they would having a closed circulatory system like most like the mammals do would that be harder when you're that small oh uh so um kind of sort of yes kind of sort of no um so we there was an idea uh for a very long time that there was a a small limit to um a vertebrae mm -hmm. and then we found a super tiny frog and you're like okay i guess that's not true <laughs> um so there is probably a limit to like certain aspects, but I don't know for like a because you got to think about it. It's closing that off also takes up space. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for killing the dream, super tiny frog. <laughs> God damn it. So if you uh, look at a dime, yeah, it's about the size. It's about the size of the who's on the dime? FDR. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's FDR. Um, and then uh, it's about the size of FDR's head. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's like the world's smallest vertebrae. Yes. And uh, yeah, because I'm like, that has like m probably has all the same 
basic structures and everything else as other frogs. So it's just like, that's yeah. insane to have everything sectioned off. Because the thing about, yeah, with a lot of insects is they kind of just have like sacks of stuff rather than dedicated organs in the same way that we have that you would yeah. think us um, and that's always so you're saying the fake just could be ancient insects that had to get smaller throughout evolutionary time because of the lack of oxygen i don't know <laughs> yeah 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 they evolved on our planet and that's yeah. a cool thing too is because a lot of the or, or have they bum, bum, bum. again extra dimensional beings at this point yeah in <laughs> spider wick uh i know uh they had it that a lot of them did were modeled more after uh, a lot more insect like stuff. And also if you look at like fairy wings, a lot of times they're more insectile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're more dragonfly like, or uh, what was it in what we do in the shadows when they introduced uh, the fairies and it was just like, yeah, they really looked more bug like mm -hmm. we were, we were talking about, we were talking about insects being tiny because of oxygen Yes, and uh, well, I can't remember what their uh, insect lungs are like. Um, because I know so spiders have what it's called um, book lungs, which are also very inefficient at getting oxygen. Uh, well, know. yeah, because they're the books happen to be dictionaries, you have to thumb through until you get to the O's. Oh, bugs don't have lungs. Ah, that, no wonder they're so inefficient. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, they basically just suck because they have like things called spiracles on the sides so like holes that they can just breathe through and like suck in the oxygen so that's probably why they also have a don't have to worry about as much with them um, going underwater there's probably a lot more ease to like, evolve something like that to filter yeah. out water but yeah spiders have things like book lungs and probably that's also why they can be bigger because i'm like if you look at a, the biggest spider is the size of a dinner plate, but I don't think there's many other uh, non uh, like any actual insects that are that big. Hmm. Largest insect, probably a Hercules yeah. beetle. No, it's um, it is a Goliath. It's a what oh, giant scarab? Well, it is a beetle though. You're right on that one. Giant scarabs, Goliath, Goliath, or Go Goliathus, Goliathus. It's the same word. One has an H, one doesn't. It does have Goliath in the word. So, yeah, it's large. Yeah. But we've also learned this about we've also learned this about species, though. The person who finds them gets to name them. Yeah. But I'm like, if you look at like the largest insect, it doesn't. I'm pretty sure it's smaller than uh, the largest um, arachnid. Yeah. So, like, well, I mean, most people, it's like I'm seeing them holding up some large insects on on images. None of them seem to get larger than a adult male's hand by yeah. the look of it. Um, yeah, and then Google largest spider. I don't need to Google largest spider. Oh yeah, those can get pretty large. Yep. You can also look up a camel spider. Not yeah. really a spider, I don't think, because it has it, like ten it, legs. It's a camel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, they just keep. Going. And then you also have the giant like crab thing. Yeah. That uh, it's one of those, but that's also an aquatic creature so they don't have to worry as much about like um restrictions of weight so where do we go from here now like what's the next part because obviously what we're still we... thinking that <clears throat> idea of extra dimensional beings but yeah it's is, is is there a belief amongst anybody that fairies are real or that they walk um, fly amongst us or walk amongst us i know with like more recent traditions like what happens is so there is 
depending on when this happened, it's uh, there's, you know, heaven and hell and then there's purgatory. And in some traditions, later traditions, it was that that's where fairies come from, is that they're uh, spirits from purgatory. Because a lot of these other things, it's like they are not that they're of biologically physical being it's that they're also spirits of them so like the banshee is a spirit mm-hmm. that attaches itself to um a family, a family. Mm-hmm. or the bean she where i think it, that was the scottish ver- or the island of man um and then in connecting with the spirits uh would there be a connection to like when you're talking to somebody like oh you seem like such an old soul and you know, you might have lived multiple lives and you might meet people on, in the everyday world who you might associate as being fairy-like or fae-like in some aspect of who they are to you and what they represent. I think the term, like when you use, would use the term uh, fae-like is um, uh, more whimsical or mischievous. Yeah. Like well, that's where like, where like a person would use it in conversation. I want to say that. It sounds right. But, I mean, I would say my fiance is kind of sort of. I've always thought that that she kind yeah. of carries that element, fae like element to her. She might be a changeling. Ah, I was reading <laughs> about changelings yesterday. I was reading about changelings. Yeah, uh, that one. Uh, that one's also really uh, terrifying because of actual stories, like yeah. real stories, where people are like, "No, that's a changeling, and we're gonna burn this person alive." Yeah. Did it all switcheroo? There was a story of like a grown woman. Uh, she she was married, lived with, uh, lived in her father's house, um, and she had her own chickens. And she started making more money than her husband, who was a cooper, a barrel mm-hmm. maker. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so she was making more money. And she ended up getting sick one day, uh, and after a while, her husband started to started to suspect, quote unquote, suspect that she was a changeling, and that and, and the local doctor was a drunk, and and it gradually be, she she had her own independence and everything, and. All and because of that, uh, and her husband is like, I'm supposed to be the head of the household. It just ended up spiraling, and um, they ended up beating her, telling her, you know, I want my wife back, and she ended up dying. And he was ended up being taken to court at the time and was let off. Oh. Even though, even though he murdered his wife, and it wasn't a changeling because his wife never returned from the Fey. Well, I mean, I she was a, she was an independent woman. I mean, that, that's <laughs> I'm enough. Sure, I'm pretty sure that story also only took place like a hundred years ago. Because oh. I know there was like something like it was a story like that, but it was like ridiculously recent. So it was. Uh, I I know I. I got it from, I listened to that episode, and it was from Lore, Mm -hmm. and in the first, I believe it's the first season of Lore on Amazon Prime, that that was an episode that they dramatized. Yeah, yeah. That story. They they did talk about it in Lore, I remember that episode, and yeah. 
or it was i know they with the angelina jolie movie uh changeling mm-hmm. uh they like they talked about that where it was it's supposed to be, it was based off something that really happened where a woman lost her kid and they just brought her another one they're like yeah it's this it, this is your kid and she's like no it's That's not it's not my kid that was an episode of uh unsolved um with Shane uh on BuzzFeed YouTube channel. Um Shane Madey and Ryan. What was Ryan's last name, Mike? Ryan Bagara. Bagara. And so they did an episode about that whole thing where the kid that they gave the woman was definitely not hers. She ended up going to did she end up going to jail? for a while because she wouldn't accept that child was hers and then she got cleared and it was out in LA I think yeah it was LA I or at least the movie took yeah I don't remember that story yeah it's it's messed up <laughs> it's it's an example of the police being like we did our job we find found your kid it's not our fault that you can't take care of him I, I love the idea though that the police had some random kid and they're like well Just a kid without it Kid without a mom, mom without a kid. Got to be the same person, right? Yep. And then it. you just proceed to gaslight them until something bad happens. Yeah. Because that, that never goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, look, it worked out for me. I mean, I'm perfectly fine. Are you? I don't think no, you're No, of fine. course I'm not. But here we are. I don't think you're fine. You're not fine. You're definitely not fine. A- am I not fine? Are you sure? Correct. <laughs> But it seems like such a crazy, like the concept is, well, like another concept is uh, the borrowers, you know? Yeah. Same little people. Yeah. Those are basically mm-hmm. brownies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They basically just take your stuff, exchange it for something else. It's little shits. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. They are. It's. I watched that movie but, a lot as a kid. Yeah. But what is it like? Is it just the idea of like, okay, barring the fact that potentially these extra dimensional beings can exist. Mm-hmm. Let's say, would this really just be more of a commonality in the idea of we're looking for an excuse of why human memory is so bad? Yeah. I misplaced my car keys. Gotta be the brownies. Yep. Yeah. Or the ghost oh, yeah, always in my house. Yeah. yeah always looking that's, for an explanation in the unexplainable. That statement. What do you, if you think about editable, edible brownies, Oh, yeah, the edibles. <laughs> it's got to be the brownies. It's got to be. But it's it it feels that way. Cause it's Gummies that are better. Thing. Yeah. It always feels like it's well, going to yeah. be it's something. Adding like... in the, the Mandela effect. It's, yeah. You're uh, – so a lot of the th- – it's really awesome. Because, like, people are still arguing over the fact that uh, Sinbad was not in a genie movie. No. And it's like he's literally ad- addressed this. And a funnier die. Yeah, funnier dies make jokes about that. Yeah. Is it, aren't they like confusing it with like the Shaq movie? Yeah, the Shaq movie Kazam, because they think that there's a movie by Sinbad where he's a genie called Shazam. Now, there is also, he did a, a Sinbad marathon in the early 90s where he was dressed up in Sinbad esque clothing. Like he was the host for I, this. I think I think it's a combination of his clothing too, because that the his color scheme was always somewhat Kazam like. Yeah, but that yeah, 
it's that thing though of human beings have terrible memories and they can be manipulated and they can't admit they're wrong no ask my dad he'll never tell you he's wrong and even when we proved he's wrong he will come up with the excuse he is a he is the Colombian grandmother of human beings. Although, why am I? Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! I just said Colombian grandmothers aren't people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, Colombian grandmothers. Whammy. You're beautiful. I love that you. Was a, that was a double whammy of things. I'm look. I'm I'm gonna badmouth my father. He's my father. I get to say these things. You know, I do the same thing. If I'm wrong in an argument or a fight, I usually need to have the other person acknowledge that at least I made a good point about something. So I may be wrong, but man, I made a good point. I used to need that. I don't even care anymore. If you can, if you can straight up spit a fact at me, I'm like, cool. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It is. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I have owned it over like the last few years. Uh, uh, But yeah, I would, I would tie like the Fae into, because if you were to look up the Fae, there's a disconnect from that in religion. And uh, usually religion is the answer for people that need an explanation for the unexplainable. And then the people that aren't religious would have turned to the folklore of Fae. Yeah. Uh, and then He's doing the same thing, right? Later, yeah. later traditions, uh, because like I said, these are things from even before Christianity got to like Ireland and a lot of other places. But a lot of traditions, they changed it that like they would be also like the unbaptized baby spirits. Like that's what the Fae are mm-hmm. uh, or that they can't, or that they don't like, um, like they want to get an unbaptized baby. So that's like why you baptize your baby earlier so that they uh, aren't taken by the Fae to be changelings or, um, uh, or they can't go on holy ground for some reason, even though that they're not demons to the point, there are some traditions. It's like that they, can't they're like angels that aren't full-on winged angels yet fallen angels or or yeah are not yet winged angels yeah Hmm. and then there's also the connection to like witchcraft too and that yeah they were always seen as demonic and anti-religion yeah that's just facts yeah well we well we live in a crazy world where how did we how did we become the dominant species again thumbs Aliens. And we could uh, properly work together. And we fucked the Neanderthals out of existence. And we also fucked the aliens. And that's what jumped us evolutionary-wise. The aliens. (laughs) You know... How do we we get so evolved so fast compared to the evolution of other species? Well, Uh, I got answers for that one. You can... (laughs) You want to give the answer because then I can go and I, I don't have to go into my diatribe about how I yeah. hope it wasn't the aliens. Oh, yeah. No, you no, hope it wasn't. No, no, we didn't evolve faster than anything else. Everybody, everybody evolved at this. Everybody evolves at the same rate, basically, except for like bacteria and shit like that. But because uh, that's one of those things like there is no finish line to evolution. There is just this constant race that. We have, there's no end goal. There's like that's where the like the whole notion when I've heard he I've heard, heard people say, "Oh, we're more evolved than blah blah blah," and it's like, well, no, we're not. Uh, are you gonna fit well in a, a? Are you gonna? Are you more evolved than a fish? Fish can swim and eat and breathe water. You can't do that. So therefore, the fish is more evolved than you in that situation. 
I know the Bajau are pretty evolved, though. They can hold their breath for 13 friggin' minutes. Uh, yesterday, Ray and I were watching um, uh, American Top Gear, because, like, Dax Shepard's on, and she loves Dax Shepard. <laughs> and he, it was interesting, because he was writing the new TRX um, mm-hmm. for uh, Dodge Ram, and he was like, this is the best off-road vehicle. And then these guys come in with, um, like, um, what you'd have, like, on a snow hill, yeah. like a track. And they're like, yeah. well, this seems pretty good on the snow. And it was like, yeah, but that's a very specific thing. Yeah. This thing could do a lot of other things on a lot of other places. Yeah. Is it going to be as good on the snow, like deep snow, as this thing? No. So what we did through evolution is that we were able to get into these weird niches and work together and eat eat a lot of protein to get ourselves some big brains. And we still have a lot of the same instincts. And like, this is one of the best things about like uh, when people always talk about animals are so nice and everything else, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, if you gave a dog the intelligence of a human, they would probably be way shittier than us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. We're all the same. We're all in the same shit together. All animals on the, on the planet, if they were given a chance, they'd eat you. Except for we eat them. Yeah, because we're... We we're up there, man. We we sharpen the stick first. That's, that's right. why. Damn it. That's why we get to do that. So this has been fun. <laughs> we're hitting. We're hitting. We're just past the two hour mark right now. Yeah, um, cut it. The well, this is where I'm going to ask. Do we want to do a do want to do a quick rap session about this? Do we have anything? Do you have anything else that you want to go on about the Fay? Uh, not really. Okay. Since they're um, since they are uh extra dimensional or what have you would they have to be carbon based or could they be silicon based life forms so with that one it would actually be more complicated because like i said it also depends on uh, the rules rules of said universe so they could actually technically be something else based because okay. for us uh we're carbon based because it's super abundant and also uh it allows for higher level of molecular com- complexity same that's why it's, it's silica and or carbon because we can do like four chemical bonds based off that one atom and so same thing with silica uh but then it's like once again what happens if it's just a random uh element that we storm? don't know yeah that can't exist in our universe because certain laws arguably then wouldn't they like cease to almost exist then in our universe if they were to say cross that threshold that's well once again that's one of those things like how does it work because do you because this is yeah this is one of those like super theoretical things because it's like what if if you bring a little bit of your universe with you when you cross then no like a protective bubble yeah or um a membrane diving suit no well it wouldn't be a diving suit it'd be more like you getting out of the ocean near wet level okay and that would be because I'm like, but then that'd also be very terrifying if you walked into a universe where the laws are super different and that it just like automatically changes. And then you just see somebody like blow up or just yeah. turn into dust. I mean, it's almost an interesting concept like they have with at least if we're going to go back to the Marvel thing for a minute, when they do in Multiverse of Madness, where when you pass into that dimension, you tend to follow that dimension's rules. Yeah, or at least at least America and Doctor Strange did, because yeah. there was the dimension where were we just paint? 
It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, that's a super hard dimension to eat in. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, or else, yeah, would it be that thing where when you pass through the dimensional threshold, would you then be a would you acclimatize to that condition? Like, would you? That's it's an interesting idea where, like, you wouldn't perfectly fit the box, but you'd fit well enough that you could survive in it. Yeah. Because, yeah, there could be entire a universe where you just can't. So that's one of those things when I was talking about a different universe of different rules that goes can be like the simplest rules are the four fundamental rules of the universe uh, or laws of the universe. Gravity, electromagnetism, strong nuclear force and weak nuclear. So what if you're in a universe where the weak and strong are flipped, atom, there is things like atoms couldn't even <clears throat> stuff like that. Yeah. And oh, once again, you just like, yeah. Oh, Dean and I have had a discussion about that before because um, we were watching something from Penn Jillette and it, it just frustrates me when certain people talk about these things because they're like, the one nice thing about the universe is that the one nice thing, even in like a multiverse, certain rules will still be the same. I'm like, no, nope. we don't even have the same rules in the same universe. Like you get far <laughs> You get far enough away, things can change. Not like well, that's why I brought up silicon uh, based life forms because there's uh, because there uh, there was a video that I watched where they were just talking about unique planets out there, like a planet that rains diamonds. Yep, and they and somebody uh, whatever they were talking about is that and extra uh extraterrestrials don't have to be carbon based it's true and they raised possibility of a silicon based life form or it could be something else yeah but it was uh the thing about it it's once again it all depends on how e because if you think about it let's say you go with something that has a different uh by um atomic base carbon if it's something that's like not a readily available resource, then you're going to be limited into what you can form with that. Um, or if it's or or you're limited in the complexity of what that is. Like when we were, I was talking about the carbon and silicon is four base pairs that you can bind to, so you can make something as complicated as the molecular structure of our, which is a giant molecule and it's and yeah it's just so much information that bind in that little bit of space with all those back uh um atoms but yeah it was like if you have something that's yeah we have other complex structures but can they eventually make um like a steroid because you have like mm. those carbon rings and steroids hmm. I, I i hopefully i made up for all my flubbery in um <laughs> and all the other stuff with that one <laughs> don't worry you'll sound good no matter what you do you know you know i'll make you sound i'll make you sound good and human so. yeah that's good yeah, as long baby. as i don't have as many ums and uhs as i'm pretty sure i didn't as uh the vampire one so i mean to be uber reductive on this for the sake of for the sake of simplification they can be anything mm -hmm. they could be anything anywhere anytime Yep. With the only commonality tending to be, seemingly, they come from elsewhere. Yeah. Um, that's really it. complicated. Yeah. Thanks really a lot. Really complicated. Max. It hurts your head, and you go, "Wait, what?" It's my fault. It's my fault. It's, no, it's, no. it's good. It's, <laughs> it's good. No, Thank you. Good. This is part Thank of why. Thank you for happy. your fault. Yes. Yeah. 
because I was looking up stuff about uh, what uh, shape our universe is to try to like explain certain aspects of it, and I'm like, that that's way too above. Man, how many hours of research did you end up doing? Like quick, like quick research. I just like googled stuff so that I could uh, find other things. So yeah, like theories of multi uh, parallel universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them, uh, this video I was watching, it is on the YouTube channel, uh, SciShow Space. And yeah, it was just taking talking about the geometry of our universe because mm. I was looking about the inflation. Um, theory but it was kind of interesting because the guy was talking about um it's a lot of these concepts we physically can't comprehend anything mm-hmm. past like we can't think of understand what a fifth dimensional object the closest thing that we have is what is called a tesseract which is basically it's just a cube within a cube that's moving yeah that's the closest thing that we can visually show uh what a fifth dimensional object is because it's like we can't comprehend it. Or uh, Picasso with a lot of his like, um, oh, what was his style? One of his styles that were very famous. The a- abstract. Yeah, like a lot of his abstract stuff. Where uh, supposedly he heard about the concept of the fifth dimension, fourth dimension back then. He was trying to paint it. Yeah, because it was like basically imagine being able to see someone's whole head at once. Eesh. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather not. Yeah. But. Yeah, this is no, this is good. And I'm hoping that our next one can be something a little bit simpler just for the sake of. I didn't know how complex it was going to get just by me <laughs> shouting out the word fairy. Yep. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. If we, when we do uh, werewolves and it will bring you back for that one. Oh, I think I finally figured a way of doing part of that. It's that's also complicated because. We can get into so many fields with that one, and that's just me knowing. I was thinking about that today. I was like, werewolves. And I'm just like, well, we have to at least figure out the transformation because it's not, for me, that's the quintessential thing that I'd want to figure out on that. And that is something I've been actually, well, I've been thinking about that for years. Like, how could something like that happen? And I'm like, I have an inkling now of a possible idea but i'm like it's it that one's gonna that one's hard oh mac but, and i are we are werewolves mac and i you know how hairy we are so yeah <laughs> well look, that's why it's, I it's said hard it's really... hard to describe what you just naturally are you know yeah how I do mean, i explain how to breathe yeah. yeah so next you know so next time whatever the hell we want to do why why worry about it yeah a Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a Real Creature Feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. As we say almost every podcast now, why do whales live in the water? Yes, because of weight. Yes. And they eat 
the tiniest creatures on the planet. They're insane. Yeah. The biggest whale has a throat the size of a grapefruit. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't need to have yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. When so you're, you're saying an, an ant could not be the size of, like, if you were to put uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that ant, yeah. but that actually act- put it at true human scale. Uh, it also might start on fire uh, oh, yeah. because of all the... <laughs> I'm not joking with that one. It's yeah, also no. because of the heat that it would generate by moving all those giant plates. Yeah. It would cook itself within its own exoskeleton. Oh. I mean, again, that's part of why. Also, another reason why we don't get land mammals larger than the elephant. Yeah. Any larger, they would tend to they would cook themselves in just their movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, yeah, because we we did cover this with the dragons when we were talking about. Um, exotherms and endother and yet mm-hmm. they were thinking that they would technically fall under the line of uh cold-blooded creatures dinosaurs but because they would produce enough heat that that's why they could be as active as a warm-blooded creature. oh yeah very yeah very interesting. I'm like ooh, this that's all really interesting stuff yeah that's why, you... I, that's why i did this i want to hear it i want to learn all this which would also mean that he's classifying dinosaurs under reptiles, which a lot of them were birds, right? Yeah. Uh, no, birds, dinosaurs all fall under the basic category of reptiles. Yeah. Bird birds fall under reptile. Yes. Um, family tree. We've seen. Bird. We have seen the charts. <laughs> yes. And then reptiles uh, are included: turtles, snakes, lizards, crocodiles, and birds. Um, soria are just. Snakes, lizards, crocodiles, and birds. Archaeosaura are crocodiles and birds. <laughs> what? Wow. Birds are more closely related to crocodiles than uh, I think, if I'm reading this right. Which would point. make sense in connecting them to dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Davia. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Okay, but yeah, they're still yeah. Birds are more closely to dinosaurs, so no, uh, they would still fit under the basic broad category of Archaeosaura. It looks like or dip dip uh, the words. These are words. These are words that are hard to say. Uh, dip, 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 dip. <laughs> this is your chosen path. Yeah, but I also chose so I could read it, not talk to people, which I stupidly decided to talk more Start a about. Podcast it. about <laughs> yeah. it. The yeah. only medium where you couldn't just show a chart. I want to talk to people, but here's a podcast where I'm talking, talk. where I'm talking at people. Yeah. Ha-ha. Look it up, you nerds. <laughs> that's, that's what you're for. I'm going to, I'm going to isolate just that now from here on in. And it's going in like anytime you run out of like the ability to say something like, look it up, you nerds. Pretty much. Avis. Yeah. I'm like, and then the thing about it is like, because there's so many things, other things being broken down by different uh sub subgenres not subgenres but subgenres it, it basically is that I, I, I love the babble genre gotta be my favorite genre it's full of hair and milk <laughs> yeah. hey if you think and about sometimes it sometimes they throw in an egg yo it's so weird evolution is weird yo yes it is <laughs> understatement of the year we need that. That should be the tagline for this podcast. Somebody make a shirt of that. Yeah. Evolution is weird. Yes. Yeah. No wonder why reptiles taste like chicken. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Now here we are. <laughs>